0: I got the glasses. I got the gray hoodie. Dude, I'm I, rocking it all. I'm taking the glasses off though. I, I wish know. I had
1: the heart thing down. You no, know, listen. Me.
0: I just need you to wear something. Your green. Uh, do you even own a green hat though?
1: I own. Yes, I own.
0: Okay, a, I just want to make what sure. Day,
1: what day was last Friday? And it's the first one that I've missed in probably
0: 30 your, years. Your first St. Patrick's Day that you missed because you were still not feeling good. You were yep. on the disabled list all last week, Brian. Yep.
1: Yeah, I was tapped out losing weight. Leave it at that.
0: <laughs> All right, Mike and Brian here, our, our weekly market update. And of course, we're here to make sh- to help people in Louisville, Kentucky, make uh, the, get educated so they can make the best decisions possible when it comes to their real estate. If you have any questions, feel free to drop it down in the chat. We will uh, answer as many questions as we can uh, in the call. I, I, I love questions. So uh, I think that's what makes this fun is that we can do this interactively. And, uh, and and, you know, go through the whole thing. You can remain anonymous and ask a question. It all works out. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think there's three things that people care about, Brian. Uh, and one they should care about. They want to know what's going on with interest rates. They want to know what's going on with their home values. And they want to know if we're headed towards a market crash. Again, I shared the statistic last week that two thirds of Americans feel like we're headed towards a real estate crash. Um, and to me, that is 100% fear-based. Um, and we saw it again today on and Good Morning America. Uh, not that they they feared people they or they scared people. But at the end of the day, they, they were just talking about some market volatility and some uncertainty and whatever else. And again, when it comes to real estate, you've got to go to a local source. There's nothing more important than that. All right, but we're going to start off, since Brian wasn't here last week, we're going to let Brian be the star of this show. Um finally yeah absolutely man well because people want want to know what's (laughs) going on with interest rates um we saw interest rates uh get a little bit better last week and then all of a sudden they kind of took a turn and went right back to the seven ish mark um so kind of talked about like what's happened in interest rates in the last two weeks because it's been it's been interesting right
1: yeah yeah. more so for conventional than than anything all right so uh, there are different types of mortgages. There's conventional, FHA, USDA, VA, and then some private money stuff. Conventional has has been on the biggest roller coaster lately, because about we, a month.
0: Can we back up though for just a second? Yeah, because okay. I think there's a lot of misconceptions with those terms. Okay, so let's start with uh, conventional. Uh, there's some people think who out there who think this is a common first-time homebuyer thing that I get. I think that we both get that the only way to get a conventional loan is to put down 20% and that that's the normal loan. So you want to just, let's speak about what a conventional loan is. Let's just kind of talk about what you, each one of those is kind of right now.
1: All right. So a conventional mortgage is one that is going to be owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So, hmm. yep. Yeah. So they set the guidelines, they really control everything and they're dictating, I guess, what they're going to take in themselves. Uh, you don't have to be a first-time buyer. You could have had 10 houses. It's ideally for somebody with a credit score greater than 680, where you have at least a 3% down payment if you're a first-time buyer. If you've owned a house in, in the last 36 months, you've got to put down 5%. That money doesn't have to come from you or your bank. It can be a gift from family, but it's a 5% minimum down payment for conventional financing.
0: And when so you just said a couple of things there that trigger because you heard first time homebuyer, you heard owned by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So then if I'm an FHA, is my FHA loan not by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? And then obviously, if I see the word FH, it must mean first time homebuyer. That's what FH obviously No,
1: no, me. no. It's funny because everybody says first time homebuyer. Then there's always that pause with, well, then what's the A? It's actually <laughs> Federal Housing Administration.
0: And by the way, I was being facetious. I knew what it was. I just wanted to separate Brian. Oh, you know, sure yeah, yeah.
1: so I knew that. But all the time, it's always, you know, because uh, people are like, when people look at license plates, they want to try and figure out if it actually says something.
0: That's right. So they're, they're trying to get, get the vanity plate down, right?
1: First time home buyer. Yeah, but it, it has nothing at all to do with the first time home buyer. The people that historically, because I'm going to circle around, historically had benefited from an FHA mortgage are those that may have lower credit scores or income that they don't show a history of uh, as far as qualifying uh, to get to the price point that they want, or they've had financial hardship, whether it be a a foreclosure or a short sale, or uh, a bunch of different things can make FHA like the best mortgage type for somebody. Then the next piece is USDA. And every time you I
0: cannot get in Jefferson County, I want to be very, uh, um, right. Look, so there's technically a couple little
1: nooks that qualify. And I don't know how. I've never known of one to actually close there, but they do qualify. Yeah, And what USDA is, and if you're somebody that goes grocery shopping, it's not what you see on chicken or on beef <laughs> on or beef. on pork. It has nothing to do with that. But it's their.
0: It is with the United States Department of Agriculture, though. Yes,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. Right. Yes. But it is their way to try and help those that live in a rural area obtain home ownership, your home ownership, without the need for a down payment. So you can use that type of financing at 100% financing.
0: And it does not have to be a farm. I just want to make sure. I think that's what a lot of people think about that, too. We actually helped a, a long time ago. We helped a couple buy a house in Crestwood on a USDA loan. Um, and they, I mean, it was just a normal house on a quarter acre lot in a, in a neighborhood. Yep. And
1: uh, coincidentally, they are still there.
0: And No, if, they're not.
1: Oh, all right. So then I'm thinking different ones that we worked with.
0: Oh, maybe maybe you are. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm thinking one that was a teacher.
1: Yes. At, she's not there and, anymore. Got it. <laughs> Surprise. Well, Surprise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in their case, like I said, so they were on the line. The middle of the street was the line. Or if they bought on the opposite side of the street, they didn't qualify for 100% financing. So, And then the last type of mortgage, which is near and dear to my heart, is VA, Veterans Affairs, 100% financing, no private mortgage insurance in any way, shape, or form. And it's also the smallest little piece of all of Jefferson County as far as mortgages, I guess, that are, that are closed. It's, it's not
0: smaller than USDA, though, is it?
1: It, it well, so no, you're right. It is not yeah. smaller than USDA, but there are a lot more veterans that are buying and in Jefferson yes, County. Right. Yep, yep. So
0: so we yeah. actually did this, uh Brian. That's actually what one of the things we did is we kind of broke down uh what is going on as far as the types of financing that you can get. Um and we really looked at FHA, VA, uh in conventional, and then the people are paying cash. Um, so uh, so we'll get to that in just a second, but I want I interrupted you your first initial thought about well, just telling us what kind of happened with rates and you're talking about how the conventional rates are the ones that are taking the biggest hit.
1: Well, yeah, so about a month ago, this is uh, across all the lenders for conventional financing, there are new loan level pricing adjustments that have been put in place that in most cases, the people that are highly or higher qualified, Higher credit score is greater down payment.
0: You want me to put the graph up?
1: Oh, please, please, yeah. And again, oh, and don't, yeah, don't shoot the messenger. This I'm is not it. This
0: is not your fault. This is not anything Brian can do. It's not if you go to a lender and you're getting a conventional loan, no matter who you get the loan from, this is, this is going to be, uh, in place. So do this is not like, this is not money that's going in Brian's pocket, but there is a. A fee that is getting ready to happen to a lot of people. So let me put this up here for real quick, but go ahead and talk about the loan loving price adjustment. But well, proud.
1: yeah. So when you look at the graph, the people that are deemed to be higher qualified with higher credit scores and a greater down payment, historically they were getting a better deal in financing. However, now when you take a look at the graph, it isn't such, right? So let's go right smack dab to the middle.
0: So let's talk. Let me uh, tell people what these axes are oh, real good, quick. Good, good, so, good. the left hand si- side is your credit score. And again, when, th- when there's three credit bureaus, so the credit score that they use is the one in the middle. And if you actually have uh, a married couple, they're going to take your middle scores and they're going to use the lowest score. The lowest middle score is the one that they're going to use. Correct, Brian?
1: Yep. Yeah. Leave it to a realtor to, to tell the lending side.
0: And then, sorry, stay in my lane. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it because you know this stuff. And then at the top of the key up here, you're going to see these percentages. This is the amount of, uh, so think of it in reverse. This is the amount of, of the percentage that you're financing. So that when I see seventy five uh, to 75.01 to 80%, that means I'm putting down 20 to basically 25%. That's what my down payment is. So it's the opposite of what you're putting down. This is how much you're financing.
1: Yeah, yeah it's referred to loan to value and I always break it out into even numbers. So if it's a $100,000 mortgage, or $100,000 purchase you're putting 25% down, your loan to value is 75%. So in this case, we're going to take somebody that has a 720 credit score and they're putting down
0: 15%. They're right here this this bright red box.
1: Yeah, yeah, the one that kind of burns gets into your retina.
0: Yeah, so, red's bad by the way in this in this scenario. Green's bad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's uh, it hurts but again we can't change it so all we can do can't. is uh buy some sugar make some make some lemonade out of the lemons so in this case somebody that that that, that individual person their mortgage interest rate now they would have to pay an origination fee of 0.75% so going back to the round 0. number 0.75% of what uh, of their loan amount okay so at $100,000 loan They've got to pay an extra seven hundred and fifty dollars to get the same rate today as that they would have gotten two months ago, if if the market
0: were identical. So then, when I when I drop down and I stay in that same, I'm still putting fifteen percent down. But let's say my credit score is six hundred and fifty, and I'm down on this box. Does this mean that I'm getting seven hundred and fifty bucks back?
1: So this means that that person with a six hundred and forty credit score is actually getting the interest rate for them cost them 0.75% less so again so at a $100,000 loan amount they you know theoretically could get a, a credit back of $750 you know, for selecting the identical interest rate so now the gap between the two between a 720 buyer and a 640 buyer you know, there's a point and a half gap between the two.
0: 1500 bucks. Yes. Yep. And that's just $100,000. You'll
1: see later, like, what the median price point is. This is big money. Yeah. Yep. And this is something where you can shop around. You could shop 15 different companies. This is across the board. If you're going conventional financing, which has historically been the preferred choice for, for, well, for sellers and for sellers agents, which kind of, rolls over to, to what's been preferred for buyers and buyers agents, they're spending more money on the mortgage, you know, and they don't necessarily have to pay extra to you know, extra to close, but you know, they can't take a higher interest rate that'll lower the cost, you know, that'll lower their closing costs.
0: So I just want to make sure we're perfectly clear because people have heard for years that you want to have like the best thing you can do is have 20% down and have a good credit score and all this stuff. The person, the same scenario, if and let's let's actually because there's not a hundred thousand dollar mortgages happening in a whole lot anymore, right? Let's just so let's say more more apropos or more uh, applicable would probably be a two hundred thousand dollar loan amount. The person here at a seven fifty credit score with fifteen percent down, their loan is going to cost. $3,000 more in fees that are going to the to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Jenny Mae, not to Brian, not to your lender, not to the bank, to the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae, it's going to cost you $3,000 more to have a good credit score versus if you were getting the same loan with the same amount down and had a bad credit score. And that's
1: if they want the identical interest rate. Correct. So say that. The, so say that that rate is seven point three seven five. Yes, seven point three seven five is going to cost that six hundred and forty buyer three thousand dollars less than what it's going to cost somebody that's got you know, that has a seven twenty, basically a seven twenty to seven fifty nine credit score. It'll cost them three thousand dollars more.
0: And all this, uh, fi- this is all stuff that's going to be, de- uh, you you're basically should be starting to see it all in loan uh, pricing now. So yep. if you're out shopping for a house and you haven't locked in a rate yet, and your lender didn't consider this as one of your closing costs, um, it's something that you need to go back and have a conversation about. Yep. Uh, because, it, I mean, again, I think for a lot of people, uh, when you go buy a house, uh, you know, you're, you're very aware of the cash that you're going to have at the end of the day after you close, because I mean, you you now own a home. So if, if something happens, you got, you're responsible for it. So I, I think that this is one of those things where if your loan could cost you a whole lot more money than you were expecting it to, that you would want to know that you'd want to be aware of because it, in a lot of cases, it's going to be thousands of dollars.
1: Yep. Yeah. And this is something that if you wait, it's not going to go away.
0: Yep. Yeah. I
1: don't want to it's say anything there. about taxes and how once a tax is put in place yeah. That, yeah that it may never go away but the likelihood that we'll see this go away anytime soon ain't gonna happen.
0: So to that same point though, if you are the person who's only got 5% down or a 5% or down or less and you've never bought a house before and your credit score maybe has some dings on it, maybe it's time for us to go look. So uh might not be a bad opportunity to go out there and do something.
1: So what you're saying is that the silver lining in all this Uh, is that the individuals that previously couldn't compete may be able to compete at a higher level because they're being catered to.
0: They are being catered to. I mean, their financing is going to cost less. And I think their competition will be down. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, I still think there's a big part on how you and I present a buyer to, uh, to a listing agent.
1: A hundred percent. Yes.
0: That is really, really, you know, it's really important, you know, and again, when you work with someone like Brian, uh, you, Brian takes away the surprises. So Brian goes through and makes sure that he verifies documents. He verifies income. He verifies assets. He asks all the questions and we, this is a big thing for both of us. Actually, we ask a lot of hard questions before they're emotional, because when we wait to ask the hard question, when they become emotional, um, it creates tension that is not good. And, uh, that no one wants, and we could have avoided that by asking the right questions up front. Okay, so let's. Uh, we're. I don't want to get too long on this uh, on this call. Let's. We we pulled this data day today, Brian, with all these different um, loan types. Uh, what did you find interesting?
1: <sighs> Conventional has so so much taken over. Yeah. Again, yeah. So year to date, and this was as of earlier today, and it it was kind of cool because you log that, you log back in like five minutes later, and there were eight additional, eight additional sales that were marked. So year to date, because guess we've got 2200 closed sales uh, within, it's called GLAR, the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors. And Mike, how many square miles are like, like you know, like, no, it's, it's
0: ginormous. That? Like I don't even like, don't even try to like quantify into, in the counties or anything like that, because it really, it goes, it goes all over the place, but it, it still the epicenter is Jefferson County. And then the, the surrounding counties will take up the large majority of it, but there's, there's a scattering of homes all over the place. If you you want me to pull it up, I can pull it up while you just keep talking. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so 2,200 closed sales as of earlier today, 55% of those were conventional. Uh, The next one, cash, was second at 18% that were cash. 15% were FHA. And then 7.1% were VA. Yeah, and to qualify for VA, you don't have to be uh, active duty. Cause like Fort Knox, it's uh, there are a lot of individuals that are stationed at Fort Knox or purchasing in Jefferson County, but it's also for those that are retired from the military as well. And that's 7.1%. And that VA amount, that's about, that's about one and a half percent higher than where it's historically been throughout, you know, throughout Louisville or GLAR.
0: All right, I'm going to go pull this map up uh, the yeah. best I can. Let me see.
1: Something else that I did Uh, And I want to kind of roll with this uh, on a weekly basis. I also uh, pulled up uh, mortgage interest rates. I'm big on comparison just to see where they're at. So somebody with a 700 credit score putting 5% down, $200,000 loan conventional, because of those adjustments, they're at 7.375%. So even though the market hasn't gone down or hasn't gone up that much, those interest rates have been affected by those changes. FHA was at 6.5%. USDA for those two people that may have gotten in Jefferson County, they're at 6.375. And VA is at 6.125. So comparatively, uh, that VA buyer could have gotten $40 more thousand dollars in house. Wow. For this, yeah, for the same principal and interest payment as that conventional person
0: pretty impressive right there all right so real quick you were since you were asking this if uh here Louisville is actually covered with dots right here in the middle of the map but you can see stretches to Cincinnati Lexington I mean we even got things in here from Ashland to London <laughs> Somerset there's uh there's uh what's that like down there that's Lake Cumberland and then I mean you got things basically all the way uh there's Fort Campbell I mean you got things spread out but the epicenter again is right around Louisville um, That's where most of the stuff actually happens. But yeah, that, that's how big the, I guess the MLS area just just means it's listed in our MLS. The location could be all over the place, but most of it is really close to here.
1: Yeah, and, and it was twenty two hundred that had closed, how many of those, I guess, were active under contract and pending?
0: Was it oh, a that are at, so right now? Just to kind of give some market, market statistics, we do have we've had twenty two hundred and twenty closed deals uh, when we pulled this data around lunchtime. Um, which is interesting now, uh, and there's 1300 active listings on the market right now. So again, our inventory is low because we, when we, we did that calculation, uh, last week kind of talked about how to do it. Um, uh, but our inventory is, is extremely low, low is uh, in
1: one one and a half months, one and three quarter months. Oh, no, we're,
0: how many? I mean, if we just go off what's closed to, uh, to this year and we did a, uh, two and a half months. Let me see. I had to do the math on my own, but anyway, let me let me do the math, and I'll do the inventory math, and I'll tell you. Mike was a a science
1: teacher, not a math teacher. For the record,
0: listen, I can do some math. I'm I'm good (laughs) at that.
1: Yeah, three (laughs) percent.
0: Well, and that's what two and a half is throwing me off, right? So, um, anyway, so but that twenty two hundred number. Think about it in terms of this: we have thirteen hundred things for sale right now, and we've got about it's it's about almost 1600 it's just under it's like more like 1575 or 1565 actually is the number of homes that are under contract or pending so we've got about 200 and you know f- almost 50 more homes that are under contract than are that than what is active and um that's it's just it's crazy to think about you know because anytime we see that number that's higher than the active is just another sign about the kind of market inventory rent. In. And again, when we talk about what's going on with interest rates, you know, I think interest rates are one of those things that's going to take the number, same number of buyers and sellers out of the market than anything else. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things that uh, the, the impact on the market is more on the, the amount of sales, the volume of sales versus the, how many of them values um, we just won't see as many deals. I think we're going to, we've seen that so far, Brian. I think that's, uh, like 22 to or 2,220 this time of year is really, really low.
1: All right. Hey, so from a mortgage guy, what I heard you say is we're going to have fewer sales, not a decrease in, in value.
0: Right. We're not seeing the decrease in value. Okay.
1: All right. Want to make sure. Cause again, no. I, my, my mind works different to get a yeah, real estate for me. Break it down to a third grade level, just so I know I get. it. Well, that's
0: how it needs to be for everything. We we got to take, it, and that's why when we want to open this thing up for questions, so that people can um, ask the questions. There is no dumb questions. And by the way, you're almost uh, spot on with your month and a half of inventory. If we only look at the stuff for right now, but that's still, and that's it's it's an extreme. So the inventory is what drives values. And if, being at a month and a half, we still know that there's uh, it's the number of listings that are on the market. Would it would take us a month and a half to get rid of them all? That's an extreme sellers market. That's why values are going up. Again, the cost of waiting right now. This is a conversation I had to have with one of my clients yesterday. You know, they they wanted to wait. They wanted to wait. Brian, you I know you have the stories of the people who wanted to wait back in two thousand nineteen, and and just felt it in twenty twenty one when they decided to go buy something, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the yeah the rates went up. You know, the rates went up two percent. The rates went up two percent. The home values went up. 15% in that time frame. And uh and we're we're predicting somewhere between 16 and 20% of an increase in the next 5 years. So you know, you're just delaying taking a uh, taking advantage of that appreciation the longer you wait and the longer you wait. And the the real the reality of the situation is you if you can qualify for a rate now and the and, and the interest rates get better, you can refinance. Brian will be happy to help you refinance.
1: Yep. Yeah, I can also, I'm also a big fan of showing people what the mortgage payment would look like if rates were 1% less. Right. So. It, and it's then you've like also helped
0: people take their, take that and maybe they've sold their house. They've used some of the equity to improve their financial situation, maybe pay off some of their, some of their debt that's at a higher interest rate. Um, all that kind of stuff. We were talking about that earlier today.
1: Yes, Yeah. I had that conversation with Darcy this morning and that, not all, not all professions, I guess, have done. Have done well throughout COVID, you know, financially. A lot of folks have spent a lot of money that they didn't quite have, and they had to dip into their credits.
0: And a lot of people are struggling right now with the. I mean, groceries of. Man, I'll tell you, like a five dollars for a loaf of bread the other day. Is what it was, <laughs> the mil- milk is like three twenty-five or something like that. I mean, it's like I'll talk
1: about those other things too. I'm huh? tired of the eggs. I'm tired of all the egg memes.
0: Eggs, eggs are high right now, man. It's
1: If Gina would let me have chickens, I could fix that.
0: We're not allowed to have chickens in our neighborhood. That's the other problem. So, That's all right, listen. We've gone on for a long, long time. But just ultimately, like again, if you have questions, trust your professional. Reach out to someone. Reach out to us. We're happy to help you. Um, and we love educating whether or not you work with us or not. That's not what it's about for us. Uh, it's about educating people and helping people make their best decision. Uh, so... We'll see you next week because we, we don't want to go half hour with these. We almost did. No, <laughs> uh, I want to go.
1: I keep on going. I love these.
0: <laughs> I know you could go forever, Uh, but we'll bring your questions next week. We'll dig deeper into the local real estate market. and We'll help you make the smartest decisions you can when it comes to your real estate. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Take care, everybody.